Welcome to episode 106 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 106 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going mate? Good. You little, good? A little bit earlier than we planned. Uh, Jumbo and I are meant to be going on a big long ride this morning and got a text about, what, 10 to 6 in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> An email at 10 to 6 in the morning saying, how about we do the show first? And why is that Jumbo? Winter has arrived in Christchurch. <laughs> it's bloody freezing, it's raining, but it is clearing up isn't it? It is, that's The forecast. gods are on our side. Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com oh, We've got some exciting news about those guys. Have we? Oh, did you not get that email? Oh, no. Oh, I'm on the inside loop, obviously. Tribeyes.com. Go get all your stuff. I got all my gear. I told you about that, didn't I? You did. Oh, and athlinks.com. Uh, social networking for insurance athletes for all your results, tracking, and social needs. Mm. This week's show, it's a bit of a... <laughs> we're winging it, aren't we? Uh, we're a little weak on content, but we'll get through. <laughs> the next few weeks are going to be a bit... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we've got good content because we did interviews. Um, we've got our news, we've got Age Gripper of the Week, High Five, what's that? Uh, it's part two from last week on... Anthony Han, wasn't it? Anthony Han on just some tips on how to deal with your coach and basically the opposite of what Coach John says. Now we're not doing Coach's Corner, are we? No, we've just got lots of questions <laughs> and answers. And uh, questions and answers. So let's start off Ironman China on the weekend. Well, interesting race, wasn't it? Was it... Uh, I hadn't didn't have a really good look at the profile of the course, but I'm led to believe it's not um, super hard. Uh, but so why was it so slow? The run times, you, you yeah. look at the run times, and they are terrible. I mean, I read on the site the coverage was pretty terrible. To be fair, uh, apparently it was 30 degrees, um, which is about 90 degrees Fahrenheit at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh wow! Uh, okay, so it was Just very hot. very hot, very very humid, from what I've been told. So. Yeah, interesting day. I got Chris um, McDonald's race report yesterday on the email, so that sort of shed a few, bit of light on a few things. But so what happened with him? Uh, well, so the swim, um, Chris was the swim times for the top guys looked uh, okay. Um, some were a bit slow, some were pretty good. You know, there's guys there swimming 48, 49, um, 50 swim times. Chris McDonald, <coughs> who's usually a, a low 50 minute swimmer, came out in 59. Yeah, well. And the reason he said that, the reason that happened was he claimed there was um, a few currents in the swim and he got pushed off course quite easily if oh. you went onto it. And he said he pushed, got pushed way, way off course a couple of times. So it didn't feel great, but he still felt like he swam a Reasonably lot further yep. than 3.8 k. So yeah, quite a bit of variation there. So first out of the swim, I think we had... Um, Down here, good old. Say that one. Uh, Matthew, o, Matthew O'Halloran, <laughs> uh, he was first out of the swim in 48 minutes, which is which is not bad. Yep. Um, bike times looked you know, about normal. Uh, Olaf Shabustas, who won the race, rode uh, the second fastest split for 441, uh, 4.42, yep. um, but the run times is where it was, was pretty slow going, and Olaf had the fastest run time, 3 hours 10, so he took the race out in 8.52. Um, well, and there was only really two guys who did around that time, and then everyone else was up around 3.30, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. so uh, second place was Hun, uh, no, Bjorn Hun Park, Hun Park yep. in 9.13, so he was 21 minutes behind, and then it was fairly uh, a bit closer after that, Tim, Timothy Ma. 
Uh, he struggled on the run with a 3.34 in 9 hours, 14 in third place. But you wouldn't think often, you know, like you do a 9.55 and you're top 10. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> but you look at the guys that were exploding there. So Chris McDonald didn't have a great run, uh, 3.28 uh, in fourth place. But you look down, say Petra Vabrusic, who's a pretty consistent Yeah, he's only 8.45 kind of guy. 3.45 um, for a time of 9.52. And uh, the guy who was leading uh, after the, the bike uh, was right up there. Matthew Clark, um, he ran a 4.25. So there was a lot of explosions on the, you know, 10th place, 4.09 run split, 9 hours 55. So... Yeah, you would so purely it was just the heat. So just survival day, yeah. Really, complete survival and uh, great. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, haven't heard too much really about the seventy point three race that was run alongside this. No, they, on, on iMean.com didn't really say anything about yeah. it on their report. I really think I, I don't know. Maybe it's because you and I check websites regularly and so on, and we go onto Ironman.com a lot. Um, yeah. And we've talked about the coverage not being great, but don't you think they're missing a beat there? Because I would imagine quite a few people go on there. Great way to get coverage for your sponsors. Well, I think what they do is they leave it up to the race organizer. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think it's from what I can tell because it seems to be one race will be amazing and then the next race sucks. And so it's like obviously there's no kind of consistency across the board. And so I think it's kind of like the race organizers required to you know in some races they have videos and some don't. And it's a pity because when you do get a good one, like I mean New Zealand was good, you know, and yeah. you, you know you keep going back to the page and it, you know because for our sport they're not going to get huge exposure in mainstream media and this is kind of their way of doing it. So, yeah, I, I think it's maybe they need to actually say to the organisers, "This is an expectation we have that you, you know, yeah. you have to do so many reports per hour." And it's just, I just think it's such good coverage for this race sponsors. You know, every time you press refresh, you know, for. There's something they don't do as well. They don't actually, when you go on the websites, or, you know, I can't really recall. It's not like when they have the updates, they have all the sponsors over the page either, no, is it? It's madness. You know, madness. Ma- well, well, that's a really good selling point, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's madness, John. But I mean, and when I was looking at the race coverage, they're saying, oh, we're having technical difficulties here. We, you would have thought they'd gone and sorted that out the day yeah. before the race, but hey. That's the way it was, and uh, that's that's what happened in the guys' race. Um, slow going, and well done to anybody who finished. Just about the office, and there. good old Granger dominated the dojo. It was to be expected. Yeah. Um, there wasn't ever really going to be anybody who would challenge her, um, Belinda Granger. So she took the race out. She was twelfth uh, overall in ten hours and eight minutes, which yeah. is again very slow for her. She ran a three fifty three. Um, yeah. Wasn't under any pressure, but still, even if she's not under pressure, that's still a pretty slow running for her. Um, so she was 59 minutes out of the swim. No, wait a second. Her runs her strength too, isn't it? No, bikes. Her bike's her bike. her she's, right. she's a steady runner. Yeah, but she's, yeah, she's, bike's a real strength, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But her swim, again, for her, was, was, was pretty slow. 59 minutes. Bike 510, not bad. 353 on the run, pretty slow. Yeah. Um, Donna Pelin uh, was second place, 1037. And Abigail Bailey from the UK was third in 1043. So, no one else of note, really, eh? Joe King, but... No, Joe King, uh, she was just uh, a bit of a joke, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she... Oh, you're backing out of that one, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. Just, jo- just joking, joking. Uh, she hasn't been a factor since she's made a comeback. Really. I, I, I bet she's sick of that joke. <laughs> I bet she is. People joking about that one. Yeah. Uda Merkel was leading early on in the race. She swam 54 minutes, uh, 5.23 on the bike, and then a 4.56. Seven for eleven twenty. Wow, that's uh, that's toughed out of the office. There you go. So, would you go do the race? Well, I wonder. So, I wonder does it encourage you? You know, like you're the listener. Like, does it encourage you to actually 
uh, want to do this race, you know, or does it make you think, oh, maybe good. It sounds very similar to Malaysia. You know, you see the same sort of thing happening in Malaysia. It's just explosions on the run. And uh, for the person who's prepared to go out there and do a nice conservative race uh, and not overheat, try to minimise the risk of overheating on the run, it's a great challenge. And, and again, it's like, say, Challenge Wanaka, which is you're never going to go there to do a PB. No. If you want to go there and go, right, I really want to see how I can handle the heat, I think it's a fantastic challenge. But and just have the amazing experience. Yeah, you? if you want to go fast, it doesn't sound like um, sound like the one to go for. I've heard quite a few reports, um, and I haven't heard, no, that's opposite, I haven't heard many reports in terms of how the race went, whether there was a lot of spectators. So if anybody out there did do it, Well, yes. it was interesting because on the website they're saying how when... Um Olaf came in, there was like thousands of people there to greet him. Yeah. But then you saw the photos when Granger came in, and it was like, look, like there was no one in the finishing yeah. shoot. So Chinese propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very topical of you, John. Yeah. <laughs> so last week we had, um, what was it we had about? We had Ironman Arizona. Yeah. And we, we were sort of commenting that the times weren't super fast, yep. uh, especially the guys. Um, probably one of the things we didn't mention was the fact that apparently it was very, very tough conditions yep. uh, and, and, and at a very high DNF rate. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why they are moving the, the race date is to try to get slightly more stable conditions later in the year. So hats off to anybody who finished Arizona. It sounded like well, a tough day. It was interesting because I got an email from Cameron from Tribeyes and he was mm-hmm. saying how, here it is, he just said it was a really tough day and um, he was just saying that people were just crumbling and the ride was, because it was really bad winds, wasn't it? And, yeah, and, uh, and hot. Yeah, and they were saying how people had done 2004 in Kona, which I didn't mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one. <laughs> and... Uh, he was just saying how a lot of them thought it was a lot harder than that race, and that although he uh, had a, P- a goal of 11 hours, he was really happy with his 12.36. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think somebody sent an email saying it was like the third highest DNF rate at any Ironman. Wow. Um, so what, what is the biggest I wonder? I'd have to be one year in Hawaii, pro- yeah. pro- probably the year you did it, yeah, uh, to be honest, one of those very, very windy years. Um, so, yeah, well done to anybody who did uh, Arizona. So they're going to have demo days at Ironman Kona, or Kona this year. They're going to have demo days. And their concept is, like, I had a bit of a read of it, is that basically, you know, all the big brands are actually going to have their gear for you to try. Hmm. Hmm, interesting idea. So it's interesting. Uh, strongly, if guys are going over, I'd recommend not trying out any race shoes or running shoes in the week oh, yeah. before a race. Yeah, but yeah. good opportunity for you guys to go and try different race wheels, try aero helmets, things like that, and, and any sort of thing. But not, I would suggest, not running shoes. Uh, but again, it's just another marketing thing, just a, a way to get out there. But it's a good chance if, you've, if you're thinking about new gear. And, I wonder uh, if it actually work. I wonder if many people actually use it. I think that, well, there's so many tri geeks over in Kona. Yeah, they'll just, that's true. Just it's, lap it's heaven, that really, stuff isn't up. it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you see how busy um, the bike bike works and the bike shops are over there and, and race week, and the sales they do is just huge yeah, in race yeah. week. So. I wonder what they pay to actually be there. It'd be interesting to know, wouldn't it? Would be. Uh, what was the next thing we wanted to go challenge? I've just added another race to this series. That kind of, and it's interesting they're doing... Oh, you go. You, I think it's two races because they're doing a half Spain, and yeah. a full in Spain. Um, and it's great. You know, I think we knew about the Spain race coming up, so it's going to be held down near Bas- Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, apparently it's a fantastic course. And uh, it's just good to see that series expanding and, um, you know, seeing if they give uh, old Iron Man a bit of a run for their money. Well, they seem to be going about the right way. They're taking their time. They mm-hmm. seem to be choosing good locations. Like Spain, Triathlon's really huge in Spain, isn't it? Yep, and, definitely picking up. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's obviously, they'll probably choose a really good location. So France, you know, uh, the Challenge Race in France sold out. Obviously, the New Zealand race, just because of population-wise, is going to take a while to build up. Yeah. Um, but they seem to be sort of ticking the right boxes and... Uh, Hopefully it can expand, and it's going to be really interesting to see if they do uh, 
move to having a championship race or in qualifiers to get into Roth or, or whatever. Um, yeah, that will be interesting. Do you think that's the way to go? I think it's not a bad idea, or perhaps even create a championship race somewhere. But I think it needs to obviously expand a bit further. Well, they, they have the option of kind of making the rules up as they go now, and maybe one mm-hmm. thing that would be a cool idea is actually have the championship race at a different location each year. Yeah, on their circuit, you know. Yeah. So like maybe one year it's Wanaka, one year it's Rote, and one year it's Spain. Mm. Sounds like a plan to me, Stan. There we go. There it's go. Evolution Challenge Costa Barcelona. What's that last word? Marism. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and they've got an English button on there, which we always like. Also, for we've been talking about challenge races, it's a hot field for rope. It is. Yeah. <laughs> We're racing as pros, but <laughs> we're not getting any money. That's what I say to people. I say, well, you know, I'm I'm looking at going somewhere in the region of eight forty five. I don't know. Would you get maybe twentieth? Yeah, I'm, like, like I'm gonna finish twentieth. <laughs> so it's gonna be a bit bad. There's also not really any Ironman races coming up in the next yeah, month or so. It's pretty thin happened. pickings. Uh, next what, what uh, is WTC it? race. Just, time just timing. Um, Lanzarote's next up, and that's in about five weeks' time. So it's uh, kind of good we're having a bit of a break at the moment anyway. Okay, so now it's just on the ITU side of things. Yeah, a few. Uh, we've been talking about Andy Potts, and I've been saying quite a few times I think he's a realistic contender for Olympics. Um, but at the moment he hasn't made the team, so the Yanks had their trials at the weekend. In my opinion, stupid way of doing the trials in terms of just having the Americans racing each other. We've actually got a Kiwi racing on the American team. Well, a Kiwi Aussie racing on Who's the American that? team, Matt Reid. Uh, his brother's on the New Zealand Olympic team, Shane yep. Reid, uh, and Matt is, uh, was brought up in Australia, then he started racing for New Zealand, then he married an American girl living in America, now racing for the American team, broke away on the bike and one lap to go and held on the run to, to beat the favoured sort of Hunter Kemper and Andy Potts on the run. So Andy Potts still hasn't made the team. And How many, one more slot to go? One slot to go and neither Hunter Kemper or Andy Potts have made the team and oh, they're the really? top two guys. Uh, so, so one of them's not going? One of them's not going. And uh, they got one race to go bef- to decide. So is it fair? Like I don't know. It's yeah. a tough one. Do you just choose the best guys? No, yeah. Well, you've got two ways. You either race off, which is what they're doing, um, and just you will be first on the day, and, and that's the way it is. Or you pick purely on who you think the best, think is. best is, which is what the Australians did. Interestingly, Greg Bennett is, uh, yeah. has made the Australian yeah. team. Well, he's, he's a reserve, providing they get three spots. So good comeback from him. So lots of what uh, do you like? You're, you're in the loop. You oh, like? I'm, I much prefer, I, I really like the way that New Zealand do it. They okay. Say, well, so uh, what are we doing? They say one year out. Uh, at the, the course where the Olympics is going to be so in Beijing they said first two across the line there get the spots providing they finish within the top ten yeah. um, and I think that was perfect and then the third spot comes to a race off closer to the race yeah. uh, and that's the way the Kiwis did it as it turned out our Kiwi athletes both male and female for the third spot didn't actually meet the selection um, criteria criteria is in terms of finishing high up in a race so that third spot was down to s- selector discretion um, but I think the way we do it is good the way the Aussies do it is purely on selection. I think that's. Uh, and are you tough. happy with the New Zealand athletes? Do you think yep. we've got the right people there? Yep. I mean, the third spot was always going to be a bit iffy. iffy. You know, it could have gone either way Shane Reid or Terenzo Bazzoni. My personal opinion, I would have, if I was a selector, I probably would have picked Terenzo. Just because um, future. Future, and experience. I think he's just got that little uh, star quality that could see him take um, potentially a medal even this time round. Yeah. Probably not. But Shane Reid, yeah. I think he's a good, steady athlete. Uh, if he has a really good day, could get in the top 10, but I don't think he's a medal contender. Mm, okay, that's really interesting. ITU stuff, man. It's fantastic, Bevan. Really? Open up your eyes. <laughs> I'm an Ironman athlete, mate. This is Ironman talk, ITU talk. Anyway, hot topic of the week. Oh, I better pull it up. I haven't even pulled it up. Um, hot topic of the week last week. John, you do that while I'm doing this. 
Hot topic of the week was last week. Uh, should you have to join a triathlon club to do a triathlon? Oh, that's right. It's giving me shit, really, wasn't it? Yes. You can start because I'm still trying to find it. Um, so my first, I uh, picked out three. So my first one was the first post. It was oh, from. Oh no, I said it right. <laughs> you go. Did you? Yeah, that's right. I another one now. It was from uh, Chris. A couple of considerations on this one: paying a paying a fee to be a member of a club association allows the club association a little more funds to prepare for events. So that's his first point. Second point was. The whole legal issue, if you're not a member of a, a club, you know, um, what's sort of going to happen if there's uh, incidents, you know, who's paying the insurance, etc., etc. Third point, um, the club that, club that puts on an event needs to ensure they get the maximum um, positive exposure um, without being too greedy. So hopefully, you know, uh, more, more money in, going to be less, uh, more money to spend, and then obviously hopefully a better event, and then obviously, you know, positive spin-offs from that. And fourth, being a member, um, enforced or otherwise, offer greater access, greater access through the websites, coaches, etc., to local knowledge and experience of the club. Um, therefore, obviously, expanding the events as well and, and being beneficial to everybody. Disclaimer: I've never been on the board of a tri club or association, but fully appreciate the role that they do and the significant time that these people invest, often without pay, and I would say almost always without pay, probably. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'll go with Steve-O. He's got, I don't think it should be compulsory, but there are many reasons to join your local club. For example, discover new bike run routes, proper lane swimming and club sessions. That's funny because it's not really the way it is here, eh? You don't have club swims, do we? Uh, we do now, yeah, oh, in, in our okay. club. So <laughs> if, if I was in the club, I'd be yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, access to info from club coaches and members, uh, meeting new and different people, never a bad thing, discounts on events and kit from local shops, saves buying an expensive iPod for entertaining club bike run sessions <laughs> cool uh, next one up was from old uh, Thomas Peoples Hello, Thomas. Uh, he's got to agree with Bender Bender just said no <laughs> uh, he, he said after attempting to get into the UK time trial scene you've got to be affiliated to a governing body or a club who is um, there is no way he'd uh, inflict this upon triathlon he says that you know the time trial association in the UK has got declining stagnant entries yet triathlon um, is growing really quickly so uh, he's saying clubs can sometimes be really scary pace, places for new members uh, to get into the sport. You know, obviously saying that's a bit uh, yeah, intimidating. A bit intimidating. It's kind of like joining a gym, really, isn't it? A bit intense. Um, and he's really saying at the moment, um, when you look through the start list of a lot of events, you see um, people with unattached. You know, they're not a member of a club at the moment. <clears throat> and if the rule was brought in that you had to join a club. Some would stay, others would go, um, but he thinks the solution is, and this is how a lot of countries do it, is uh, charging a, a, a day fee, fee yeah. which goes to your governing body, so it still gets um, the pennies it wants and more people compete. Uh, winners all round, if clubs are losing out, it's up to them to drum up the business for new members. And thank you, Bevan, for breaking the Ironman UK news last week. Oh, yeah, that was big on Tritalk, I'd say, probably on Pirates as well. Yeah. But they don't let me post on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of dig Pirates. I love the Pirates, but... Buddy runs world. Anyway, no, it shouldn't. This is from Nick. Though I have mixed feelings about tri clubs, I recently joined one and have seen improvements in my training, mainly swimming. But I think it's more of a social thing. We do a group ride on Saturday, and I have plans to do a four hours that day. A group plans to do three hours. Meanwhile, all these people show up, start bailing after one and a half to two hours. Too casual and non dedicated for me, if you ask. Uh, if you ask me, I'm here to train and not lollygag lollygag is a good word around I'm young 23 good to see some young listeners loving that and I would love to join a competitive group who has the same goal as me only thing that's kind of impossible to find that's an interesting perspective eh yep yep 
Uh, Fegan, who I think is keeping up his record of posting on every every week so far this year, wow. that was his New Year's resolution. Really? Well, he's, wow. That's uh, good to see. It. That's a big goal. It is. I love your work, mate. Uh, he's saying, I'm not sure if he still is, but Gordo was a member of the Edinburgh Triathletes. Uh, now, I don't expect him to turn up to sessions, but he has, to, has participated at one of our races. These local races we love to do, not the big Ironman razzmatazz, uh, but the grassroots triathlon standard sprints. Um, who puts these on? Local clubs. Who um, mans the aid stations, transitions, etc., etc.? It's a club members, uh, and they all they do is just probably don't even get a bit of a thanks out of that. These races are the lifeblood of triathlon, not the fancy Ironman events. Uh, they really break even, take up a lot of time and effort, uh, and these people who are helping out can't even get to race. So do you need to join a local club? No, but you should be helping out at least. Paying an entry fee isn't enough to uh, help triathlons. Just to defend myself here, who rode the motorbike? Yep, no, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I did ride the motorbike. Um, This is from James. I feel that the uh, membership to a tri-shop club should be optional. Sometimes local tri-club is not the group for you, and I personally would prefer not to have to give the money just so I can race. I would not receive the other benefits that the club has to offer, and it would be a waste of money. Often squads of athletes who train under the same coach act as a club in themselves and provide all the benefits of it that a tri club would, which is the case for me. Membership to a governing body or a one day membership I think is a better idea if it is pays towards insurance and such, and I would be more comfortable required to, uh, being required to pay it for the race. Hmm. So, what do you think, Bevan? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay, well, I see the value in tri clubs. <laughs> You know, how do I do this? <laughs> do you want me to go first? Okay, you go first. You can, um, and I know I can defend. The, the reason, Give me a pen and paper. <laughs> the reason why I brought this up is um, I see a lot of athletes that are they're just really selfish. And I admitted last week I'm selfish when it comes to some things, but yeah. I don't see athletes putting anything back into the sport. Uh, yeah. And they just go, right, I'm paying my entry fee. I'm going to go do a race, and I'm paying to be there, and, and yeah. that's all I have to do. And I think um, that's fine for sort of Ironman races and so on where it's run professionally and the company is making a profit and you you are paying but you've also got to think about all the people that are helping out at that event that aren't getting paid it's all the marshals all the volunteers etc etc and you've also got to think about um do you want to help the sport develop and by being a member of a club i think that's one way you can help you as a number of posts on the blog have said they're a member of a club they're not particularly active um but by paying a membership fee, um, then the club can do a little bit more, maybe put on a few more events in the area. Um, so that may be one thing you can do. But there's lots of little things you can do, um, and that's what I wanted to try to get out of this um, this topic was just to get people thinking a little bit about what they can do um, to help triathlon grow in their area. Yep. Well, for me, I'd definitely do that because I do this podcast called I Mean Talk. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and all it takes is probably... It's like anything. It's like recycling. You just got to do a little bit. You know, if yeah. you volunteered twice a year to maybe two races, maybe a duathlon in the winter and a triathlon in the summer or something, yeah. it's going to mean you're going to miss two sessions. Uh, and if everybody in your area did that, mate, the sport would go ballistic. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, and I do agree with that. I think yeah, I'd try to give back to my sport in some ways. I think in some ways, for me, there's just, I just, I tend to do this all by myself. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I tend to train with John a little bit. But other than that, I don't really hang out with triathletes. You know, yeah. I don't even do the swim squads most triathletes do. I tend to go to another pool and swim at a different time. And I suppose just because I'm not around the community, I've just the thought of joining it never really goes into my mind. It's, uh, mm. you know, I'm just, everything I do is kind of by myself. And so I just never really even consider it. I think in some ways I do let it down because in a way within Christchurch, as much as I don't really hang out with the community, I am kind of one of the better known triathletes in Christchurch, mm-hmm. you know, to the main community. And uh, in the way maybe I should join it just so it shows that I'm supporting the kind of sport in that way. 
but it's really just because I just never really do anything with it that mm. I haven't. I definitely see the value in it. I think that we should have to pay a one day race fee. And I think that that happens in the UK and the states, and that that really gets up my nose that it doesn't happen in New Zealand. What happens with cycling too? Like if you do yeah. a soccer race and you crash it, you have to pay a one day fee or join for a year. Exactly. And it like it works out to be you know if you under five races, you'd be off just to join for the year. And, um, and that's kind of my other point side of the argument on on this uh, topic was uh, another frustration I have is where race directors just come in, they put on a race, and they don't have to pay anything uh, to the sport. To the sport, and, and again, I think in, in UK and the states this isn't such an issue, but in New Zealand it is. So I'd like to see them being forced to have a day membership for non-members or for them to pay a fee. So why isn't it happening? Sports just unorganised, and, okay. it, and, it's, and it's been free and um, just run its own course for such a long time that it's kind of the the just it's, it's already been, bolted. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's too late. Um, so they've just got to think of a, a way to do that. that. Uh, and then they are doing some stuff. Our triathlon association is doing good things, but I think we need to move away from the constant government grants and things like that. And the sport has Absolutely. to be a little more self-sustaining. Yeah. I definitely see value in it. There's a lady who used to come to the gym, Pam. You know, Pam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And she she's joined right the club. Into it. Yeah, she's right into it. She loves it. And you talk to her about the club, and she just, you know, she feels a real big part of that community. And so I definitely see the value in them. It's just for me, I just kind of do everything by myself. And mm. uh, and I think if I was in the club. Like if I trained at the pool a bit more, I probably would, but I just yeah, it's just never on my mind. Mm. Anyway, I vetoed John's one this week. It's coming up next week. He gave, he gave me the show notes, and I was like, I was out riding yesterday, and I was what was I doing? I don't know. I was doing something, and uh, and I was just thinking, who are the top ten male? We'll do male and female. We'll do female another week. Okay, maybe next week or the week yeah. after next after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are the top ten ranked? Your ranking of the top ten male. I am in athletes of all time. So like you're number one right down to number 10 in order. Um, I think yeah. it's an interesting discussion. Because, okay. you know, I get, I get given a bit of shit for being a little bit ignorant. Mm. I think a lot of us are. I don't yeah, think, yeah. I, I think I'm probably the norm. You yeah. know, and there are the real, you know, there's guys like you who have been passionate about sport for a very long time. But I think most of the listeners, well, most of us are, um, you know, we, we probably only really know about the sport since get we've been into it. in touch with the history, shall we? Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Do you have um, an idea? Uh, well, I mean, the first couple are going to be pretty obvious. Yeah, first five will probably be pretty easy. Maybe yeah. six, seven, then. But, but last few will be interesting, eh? Yeah. And uh, and I think you need to you know, you want to look a little bit outside just Hawaii. Kona, yeah. Um, you know, you need to look at the consistent performers. Mm, this is going to be an interesting. So we'll males this week, is it? Just males only. Males only. We'll come to the females. We'll later. do a female one. That'll be even more challenging for most people. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Oh, there we go. Fegan, you got some work in you there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the news and discussion for this week. Age Grouper of the Week. <coughs> I was losing my voice in that one, mate. Yeah. Oh. We had an email in from old Charlesy from Epic Camp. Yeah, and, old Charlesy. Uh, he had a pretty good race in Australia. He did. Qualified, Qualified again. Nice. Oh, the guy's a legend. He just uh, gave us a bit more info on the fellow we had last week, John, uh, who was the Age Grouper of the Week, and he's saying that he's actually the high five distributor in Australia. Oh, and he gave go. us his website, and it's actually... He sells a whole bunch of really cool stuff. So um, if you're Aussie listeners, fastgear.com.au get all your high five requirements over in Australia and uh, and he's got a hell of a lot of other things he's, he's got a lot of gear well. isn't he hey. yeah. hey. some good good prices as well by the look of it um, it's all good in the hood. And apparently he's uh, had a long raging battle with John Murgler um, who's a, he came on one of the first Epic Camps and apparently he's a bit of a full on psycho uh, oh really and so those guys those guys yeah, have so the battle the guy we've had last week he's just moved out of the age group but apparently they have quite a few good battles oh so then John the other guy will go back into that age group yeah 
It's game on. Game on, Tim Pond Radio Age Group of the Week. Well, John, uh, John Jury, John Jury from Epic Camp. Yeah. Oh, good old John Jury. He's a awesome guy. He needed a good Arizona, didn't he? Yeah. But he he wanted to. Uh, this is a really good point he made about it, Epic Camp because a lot of you guys listen to it and hear about all the crazy training we do and think, oh, that must be so hard. But you must come out of it really fit. Yeah. Um, John had a pretty rough time in Arizona, but he said. Uh, uh, Epic Camp was the only reason I qualified for Kona on Sunday. Um, the, he thought the benefit of attending the camp would be to to get all that that training under him. Yeah. Um, but he said it was, and it was the primary asset that got me to the finish. The increase in fitness was definitely a benefit, but what got me to the finish was the epic jump and my mental toughness that I experienced in New Zealand. Mm. So the mental strength we got from the camp was fantastic. Which on a day like Arizona, which seemed to be pretty hard, lots of people didn't finish. Yeah, and he just pushed on and pushed on he was feeling crap he had a lot of stomach issues um coming off the bike and he just sort of kept going and going and going he was a hard ass old john jury eh? oh man he was pretty strong he was i remember that day we ran up what's it when we were in queenstown that hill we ran up um ben, ben lomond saddle ben, yeah ben lomond saddle it was this crazy climb and you're just going up and up and you look up you go up and up and gordon and i took off and we we're flying away and we were, i was feeling pretty good you know gordon's yeah. a good runner i was feeling pretty legit look behind us john jury's behind oh, us <laughs> same thing happened on a couple both times up uh it was up coronet peak and up the crown range he was uh, just in front of me and I was going oh he's going to blow soon Yeah, and I managed to get past now. him but only just because he was a little bit older than us you know he wasn't, oh, he wasn't yeah. a spring chicken he was an ex like um, pro motorcycle motocross rider oh really yeah like, I didn't know that very high level I think Nice guy. He was a really good guy. Anyway, so he's going, anyway, I didn't really start this email uh, to talk about myself. I have two friends that are a husband and wife that did the race with me. I was inspired by the wife's performance. Catherine Clayton had an absolutely no athletic background unless you could count cheerleading in high school and college. She must have been pretty hot, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, there ain't that many. I'm just saying. Yeah. Her life is very busy like most triathletes. She is a mother of two young children and runs a family business. She did her first triathlon about three and a half years ago so that she could be part of the world that her husband, Kevin Clayton, was, is, was is so passionate about. She started with an Olympic and sprint races and worked up to a half Ironman. You'll be happy with her, won't you, John? This is a three-year <laughs> plan. <laughs> That's I'm, a, I'm loving her. Oh, yeah, I'm loving her. It's not just the fact she was a cheerleader. Yeah. Uh, her goal was to do her first Ironman in 13 hours. She did 12.59 in very difficult conditions last Sunday. I witnessed a lot of people, very fit people, and experienced triathletes finish after 13 hours. Yeah, so fantastic effort. Follow the three-year plan. Um, it would be interesting to see inside their household how they managed to fit the both of them doing the training. Um, yeah, it would be together. interesting. Yeah, we, we've got an interview we're going to have on the next a couple of weeks because uh, I'm away a lot. And so, mm. and we did an interview with Vicky Jones yesterday mm. and, and she, she won her age group in Kona. It was really interesting talking to her about that, eh? Mm. Yeah, so... We like three-year plans. Three-year um, plans. I was, t- I was reading that. You should have seen Johnny. A smile from ear to ear. That only came in a little while ago. I mean, that's going on this week's show. <laughs> but I had, um, again, I had somebody in yesterday uh, for an appointment who she's just done a few sprint triathlons and so on, and she wanted to do Ironman. And I said, well, look, you probably could go and do it next year, um, but I think you'll find the journey a lot more difficult than if you take a couple... Okay, so how do you find selling that? So because there's a girl came up to me at the gym and she's like, oh, I want to do Ironman. And I was like, and she wants me to write up a program. I'm like, well, you know, I think you probably, you know, she doesn't have that much background in it. And I was like, well, I think you really want to kind of take a slower path. And she's like, no, nah, I want to do it. You know, like, how do you try to sell that? You know, do you just pull out the old credibility thing? Or No, I, I also, a big part of it is that you need to be able to enjoy the training. Um, if you're going to spend 12 months building up for a race and not enjoy the training, it's going to be a big, big ask yep. to get all the way. And, and Ironman is not going to get you out of bed every day. So I think um, explaining that they need to be able to enjoy the training, um, yep. put, do a bit of a reality 
check, you know, what's your longest bike ride been, what's your longest run been, yeah. and you say, well, this is where you've got to get to, this is what you're going to need to do along the way. Uh, and I, I tend to find um, females are probably a bit more understanding of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Some guys are just a bit kind of big Some guys just go, no, bugger, I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I say, well, that's fine, you can, but I'll just uh, just say that, that you'll probably enjoy the training more if you do it in a more graduated process. Uh, mm. And sometimes you just say, well, if, if you're just gonna, if you're gonna, you're determined to do it. Um, if they give you give you twelve months, I'll say okay, um, yep. and you sort of start off with it. And uh, do you and, say no? Uh, yeah, I, I do say no to a few people. If yep. they've got no background and they want to do Ironman in a year, I'll say, um, look, this is what you need to be doing. Um, go somewhere else. Yeah, I can't be coaching you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good on you. Got to keep your equipment. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, Catherine Clayton. She's a legend because she took the three year plan to the sub thirteen in a pretty hard race. Yep. And uh, you are our. Age, Age Grouper of the week. week. It's a beautiful thing. One, two, three, four. High five. Anthony Hand, John's favourite person in the world right now. Backing it up. Set up to the top five and going to the top ten, really, wasn't it? A it high is. ten. High ten. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, back from last week, it was Anthony's top ten tips to survive, a, I think, a coaching relationship, something along those lines. And again, as I said last week, whatever <laughs> Anthony says, uh, just think think the opposite and you'll be on the right path. <laughs> <You're so laughs> Do you want to start off? Yeah. Okay. If you say effort... Um, enough times quickly, it becomes something else. That's brilliant. That's great. I'm going to use that in my life. Uh, acronyms, what is he saying? Unless previ- previously explained can mean anything you want. For example, cycle 120 to 140, road 1 hour to 110 WT, transitions to either a cycle on the road or watch TV. Nice. Your choice. Very good. Okay. So I I often use um, WLT, the wind load trainer, so I suppose you could uh, wear loud trousers. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Wear loud trousers for an hour, 10 or something. I don't know. (laughs) It's beautiful. Number eight. Heart rate monitors cannot be calibrated. A beat is a beat. Although C point number four above, power meters on the other hand. I'm not sure what he's getting at there. We have to go back to point. You've got to listen to last week's show again. And listen to number four. <laughs> so, so I was talking to Sean at the point of this next one. was quite good. Thirty-three yard swim pools are actually fifty meters if you yeah. went to school after the <laughs> switch to metric. Yeah. <laughs> Sean at the pornos and did, um, down in Queenstown. No, he was up in Wellington and he was swimming last weekend. Yeah, and he was doing a thirty-three meter pool. And have you swum in those? Yeah, yeah. Is it weird? Um. It's weird if you're doing hundreds because then you're stopping it every, every third, third length yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, it doesn't make too much difference to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so actually, you're not swimming a lot more than it because you increased your numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Love your work. The worst thing is that swimming in a 25 yard pool. They're so bloody short. Oh, um, I see. I always swim in one. So I'm just. No, used you're to... 25 meters. Oh, the yard ones. Oh, 25 yards is probably like 22, 20, oh, something like just that. turning all the time. Just turning all the time. But I think a lot of people, they. I mean, they're totaling up their mileage for the week. They kind of call yards, metres. <laughs> I talk about, oh, I did a couple extra 100 metres yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's doing the next one? Uh, you can. Okay. Um, always print your programs using an inkjet printer, especially the indoor trainer sessions. Sweat generally makes ink run, <laughs> and things like the bracket symbol can often uh, get changed into something else, like a zero or something, or a three tends to turn, or an eight turns into a three. Yeah. So there we go. Nice. Oh, he's a wise man. To first five or better than second five. <laughs> Back it up. I loved your what was your weird loud pants? It was <laughs> weird loud trousers. Oh mate, you should be writing books. <laughs> Has anybody else got high fives? Just flick them on through. Any ideas on that? Yeah, we love high fives. Bring them, send them through. I've actually I was thinking of one the other week that I'll I'll, I'll do. Good. 
because we don't really do much work on the show. You do, but I don't. <laughs> okay, here's some more music. Website of the week. Oh, another beautiful this one thing. was sent through from Roman Mika from no. com. He wrote, sent us that book ages ago yeah. that we haven't reviewed. What was it called? Um, yeah, I've got it there on my bookshelf somewhere. Yeah, you have a look for it. But anyway, here we go. This is probably my training starts tomorrow. My training starts tomorrow. Yeah. It's a good book uh, if you want to give some somebody yeah, a bit of a book uh, story, a few stories about um, got pictures in it. Roman got sort of pictures. training. Pretty light stuff. It's not sort of full on. It's on the boogie board. Serious. He was a big fellow when he first started triathlon. He's got some feet. How <laughs> feet really? Oh, that's not him. And his sort of story in terms of uh, building up for his, uh, I think it was his first Ironman race. So if you check out every everymantry.com, uh, you'll be able to find that there. But he sent us in a different website. It's uh, <laughs> His favourite race drink is brewed by the Boulder Brewery Company. Nice. <laughs> his uh, website he sent in was befitbday.com. Okay, so... Okay, I'm going to pull up so you can have a look at it. Where is it? Is that one there? Befitbday. B-Day is your birthday, John. It's right. What's your birthday? 6th of the 7th. 1976. So what's your star sign? Cancer. Oh, you're a cancer. <laughs> you're a cancer, you are. <laughs> cancer to society. Are you, yeah, yeah. Are you a typical no, cancer? I, I don't even know. I don't really follow the stars too much. Oh, come on, you read it every day in the paper. <laughs> okay. I'm a Leo. Are you? And I'm, I'm a typical Leo. Yeah. <laughs> out, loud. Out, loud. Out there. <laughs> out there. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, um, bfitbday.com. Uh, probably not so super relevant for all you hardcore Ironman athletes, but you could put a bit of a, a twist on it. But some, You could make a good training day. Yeah, you could, but also it's something really good if you've got friends who are looking to get active and motivated. Um, this could be something they could uh, look to incorporate into yeah, their program. Yeah, I like that. So the idea is um, basically you do a, a tough training session on your birthday or in your birthday week. So you take your age um, and in any order – First thing you do is swim the number of miles in the first number. So, for example, if you're 45, you'd go and swim four miles or four kilometres. So the older you get, the harder it gets. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or you could swim four metres. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> four metres. If you're 80, you could swim eight metres. Uh, <laughs> or eight, or, or you could do eight 100s or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Number two, run the number of miles. Miles, too. In the second number. So if you're 45, you'd go and run five miles. Okay, that's not so bad. Thirdly, you bike the number of miles and the combined number. So, so if you're 45... You would swim four miles, run five miles, bike 45, 45 miles. miles. Now, you do this in one day? Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of whichever way you Oh, no, you, here we go. Now, this is what's great. So they've got you your bronze medalist. You do all three swim, bike, run during the week of your birthday. Nice. nice. Silver, do all three in three days before or after your birthday or on your birthday. Or to be hardcore gold medalist... <laughs> Do them all within 24 hours. Nice. Can we go platinum? Platinum's better than gold, isn't it? Because platinum, you could do them all in a row on your birthday. Nice. So it's like a real tri- a triathlon. Yeah, because 24 hours, you can have a bit of a break. Exactly. Yeah. So there's also um, things you can do on here in terms of uh, raising a little bit of money. If, if you're into that side of things, um, you can get people to sponsor you to do it. Oh, the thought of everything, John. Since O birthdays like your 10th, your 20th, 30th, 40th, and so on, are so important milestones that... O birthday represents a 10. This means those birthdays, O birthdays, you get to celebrate this by doing 10 running miles. Nice. Yeah, so. Yeah. My birthday's week four road, so I'm uh, 32 this year. So Two, I, are you? 
I'll, 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 I think I'll, actually, what I'll probably do is I probably will swim three k's. Yeah, you should um, do it. I probably will bike thirty-two k's. It'll be a week before the race. So I'll probably yeah. will be I'll actually be doing that. Yeah, and then I'll run. Uh, you five, five k's. So I'll do two, three plus, two miles. Yeah, something like that. I'm gonna do it, mate. I'm gonna take up. The I'm gonna do it too then, and I'm gonna be a gold medalist. Same. I'm gonna do that too. When's on your my birthday? birthday? August the nineteenth. Okay. Yeah. Game on. What, what day is it this year? What day of the week is it? Hopefully it's a sad day because here we go. Where's August? Here we go. August nineteenth. It's a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. a training day. Training day. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Nice. Good times. So you go. We've got the website. Um, it's bfitbday.com. Uh, it's a good idea for the you know for your friends and your family to actually you know if they're interested in triathlon, saying hey, how about you do this challenge? And and I've actually got what's great about the website. They've got four weeks to gold, and it's basically some three training programs. They've, they've got five steps, four steps that could take you through it all, and nice. it's also got a bit of a donation. Button if you want to help yeah. out there, which is yeah. great. And it's got members, it's got forums, it's uh, yeah. I like this because it's, it's a challenge. Stuff. Pictures. We've even got photos. Challenge to anybody is uh, join up to this where your Iron Man talk jersey and get us up there. Okay, that's your challenge in life. Yeah. Look at that. They like, look at this. They've got, they've got the things, the medals. Nice. Do you, do you put all your medals up? I've got medals room down in my room. Oh, do you? Trophies, medals. I've got like. Oh, that's where I saw them. I've still got ribbons from like. <laughs> when you're uh, four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Okay, questions and answers. How are we going for time? Oh, we're going to be sweet. sweet. We've got no worries. Yeah. I'm going to start with this one because I think this is gold. So I got an email through from Lee Gardner, and uh, and you're loving it, John. It's a YouTube link to an interview of Chris Kimmel. Now, the guy who's doing the interview, who was the guy who's doing the interview? I don't know. No, you did know him. Did I? Well, he said he knew me, but I'm not quite sure. I just heard he was Simon. Simon, I'm not sure. Someone. Simon, someone. Yep. And he's got an interview, a pretty casual interview with just Chris obviously at his house. And uh, it's about 10 minutes. It's actually a pretty good interview. And listen, yeah. Yeah, because he tells you about his history and what he's been up to and where he's coaching and stuff. It's kind of like what we do on the show, except for its visual. Uh, but this is a really great part, part of the oh, it's a sensational part of the interview. They talk about his first race, and he's going on about Bevan Doherty. And, you know, how'd you go on your first race? And he goes, oh, Bevan Doherty overtook me. He goes, oh, did Bevan win the race? He goes, no, no, a guy by the name of John Newsom. Took I, him I am going to have to correct him on a few facts. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's see if we can hear him say it. Wait a second, you go. I reckon it's about. Yeah. Oh, there you go. What, uh, so, Express Triathlon, where was it? Here we go. Express Triathlon was uh, actually in, in Rotorua in a race uh, called the Blue Lake Triathlon. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how did you swimming? You're all right? Yeah, no, it wasn't too bad, but I got passed by this. Um, passed by this really ugly looking fellow with a big nose who managed to elbow me in the ribs as he went past me on the round. Hamish Carter was there? No, no, actually it was Bevan Doherty. <laughs> they, do, they do both have first uh, I see, I see. Wow, so who, who won then? Uh, actually, John Newsom. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Stella thing, and I think Wilson. Oh, there we go, John Newsom. You're, you're a superstar, mate. I know, but I, the problem is I didn't actually win the race. Oh, didn't you? <laughs> What happened? Yeah, it was actually 1994. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is the race he's talking about. Cause I'm well, he, would have, he wouldn't have got it wrong. Sorry? No, I'm pretty sure it was 99. Did you ever win the race? No, it was New Zealand Secondary School's champs, and I was seventh form, and I was one of the favourites. It was going to be that between me and Will Smith. And uh, it's a funny story, actually, because uh, Blue Lake, it's a beautiful place for a race. Um, we're standing on the start line, and the guys that had a clue realised that we were right in the corner of the lake, and we could easily run along the side of the lake when they said go and it was shallow water and you could get a bit of a jump on the field uh-huh. so the gun went me and probably quite a, bit, a few others just, just ran, took off ran to the right and ran down the side of the lake dived in started swimming got a great head start 
we're swimming along and the, boat, the lead boat is like right in front of us like zigzagging and yeah. so like I was I think I was leading the swim I was right up there and so every stroke I was like putting my head up get going get the foot. F out of the way <laughs> get and we're just hammering the swim because it's, it's you know it's a sprint try get out of the swim at the end and they say, oh, we've cancelled the swim. You guys all cheated. Oh, really? So we're standing there, and like some of the other top guys had, had jumped out already. They, they knew that had been cancelled. And I was like, oh, man. So you had to restart. So they did, right, we're having a 15-minute breather, and then we're going to restart again. But why, why were you cheating? Well, technically, well, I guess we were supposed to jump in the water and start swimming straight away, and we sort of got a bit of a jump, an unfair advantage on everybody else. But it wasn't really fair. If you had a brain, you would have done the same thing, and yeah. they should have put a cone out there. Um, so in the end... Uh, I had a, didn't have a great race. Will Smith spanked us all. Uh, Stephen Hitchcock was second. I was third. Uh, it was. Uh, it was it's great that you got the credit, but it's all, I'm happy with the credit. <laughs> I should have just shut up. And yeah, just, I reckon. You're an honest man. That's what I love about your job, bro. So, so we'll, we'll get a link to that on if you want to watch the rest of the interview. And what's really cool is actually we have Chris on our show in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah. So when John was up in New Plymouth, he got an interview with him. One of the points he made uh, in this interview, um, and I don't want to spoil all the stuff of the interview. Yeah. He, he was talking about ITU looking at doing a bit of a Grand Slam, you know, having yep. a sort of a, a, pre, a premium sort of races like the Des Moines race uh, and having a couple of other ones that are much more prize money where you're going to get all the top pros and it'd be fantastic if they do that and it's a good example to what Ironman could be doing. Yeah, especially the 70.3 series, though. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so that was uh, very entertaining. Let's just shot, stop the show there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's no need for anything more. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, this is from Chris Morris, and he's got, I'm doing my second half in Ironman, and Ironman in Nice. Oh, he's doing France, obviously. June 22nd, and I'm looking forward to it greatly. This is my main aim for the season, and I've had a decent idea of what I'm going to do to get the best out of myself. What I'm trying to work out is how to structure the rest of my season. Five weeks after France, I have a 24-hour adventure race that I will do with my brother. In the two weeks immediately before that, I have a family holiday where brownie points from Ironman Prep will need to be paid back. But I will be able to get some kayaking, running, swimming in, and maybe do some mountain biking. I want to perform as well as I can in the adventure race, but this is not an A race. Then six weeks after that, I compete, I'm competing in the European Long Distance Championships in the Great Britain Age Group team. The aim is not to embarrass myself and enjoy the day. How can I maintain increased fit and increased fitness to perform as well as I can across these uh, as well as I can across these three races without getting burned out? Uh, it's a tricky challenge. Um, yeah, it's a reasonably long period to hold a peak, and it's always hard when your first race is going to be an Ironman race because that's going to be the one it's that's so fatiguing to take too. The most yeah. out of you <laughs> and really screw your legs around in terms of uh, in terms of running. So I think you're on the right track in terms of wanting to peak for for Nice and really try to nail that one, um, and then sort of see what happens in the ones after that. Because it's obviously your A racer. Exactly. Mm. Uh, I think a few tips. Um, Post Ironman, so post Nice, uh, you don't want to have much of a break um, in terms of your swimming. I would say the week afterwards, uh, try to stay really active, do active recovery, quite a bit of swimming um, and uh, some nice spinning on the bike. And then the following two weeks after that, um, resume pretty much normal biking um, and keeping your swimming up and you just got to be careful in terms of how you're going to implement uh, your, your running back into the training. Um, so yeah, that's probably what, what the main key thing. And then when you move on to going over to France, when you've got your holiday, I'd really suggest trying to keep your training frequency quite high. 
probably don't worry so much about duration because as you were saying you know you've got family issues you're going to need to deal with try to get up early some mornings and just try to get lots of run frequency and, and try to train really regularly and probably the biggest thing I would say is uh, for your multi-sport race you're doing your 24 adventure race is don't taper for it whatsoever and just train through it you know maybe have uh, if it's a weekend race maybe have a day off on Thursday and an easy day on Friday but other than that I would train very much straight up to that race and, and just uh, so it's carry just a big on. training day at the end of it? Big training day, yep. Um, <coughs> 24 hours of it. It's, it's a training day. <laughs> it's a training day. And the same sort of thing applies to that is get back into training <laughs> as quickly as possible after the 24-hour race. Again, just you need to be a bit cautious of the running, but swimming is a great way to keep your fitness up and, and uh, in, in a non-impact way. Nice. Love your work. You should be a coach. Uh, Jonathan Crick, uh, great shows, guys. Made a lot of people realise that Ironman is actually within their reach. With your encouragement, I have entered Ironman France. On France seems to be popular. Everybody's in France. Oh, we should go there too. We'll be. Oh, we just miss it. I'll be. Uh, oh, you'll be there, won't you? I'll miss it. I'll be in France. Uh, my question is this: I am practicing run walk on my long runs, as I know I'm going to walk through the aid stations to get fluid and nutrition down. How long should my longest run walk be? And Nagordo's going long. He advises that any run longer than two and a half hours is greatly going to increase the chance of injury. As I run walk, should I go a little bit longer? Do these run walks at an average pace of around 11 to 12 k's? So a two and a half hour run would be about 20 to 8 to 30 k's. Is that long enough for my peak run and race? And my first Ironman this year would uh, like uh, it's my first Ironman this year. Like a lot of listeners, so it would be interesting to hear what you have to say. Plenty of Northern Ireland uh, people are planning to their final push towards the summer Ironman races. So some guidance would be well appreciated. Don't need to make that font a bit bigger there. You're, you're okay with no, that? No, I'm sure okay with that. Yeah, yeah good. I'm not good. blind. Good. Can you not see that? Or do you want, is that a hint? <laughs> do you want me to do that, John Wasting? I'll do it for you. Just, you know, because I'm here to care. There we go. Here we go. Look at that. Can you see that? Yep. Do you need it bigger? We need to just need to get on the right question. Yeah, okay. we're all good now. Okay. Um, so, of course, I agree with the, the great Gordo. Um, the great Gordo. <laughs> I do, actually. I mean, uh, you get different coaches with different perspectives on this, but in general, I would say your long runs or your long uh, run walks should be in that sort of two to two and a half hour. So, even if you Slower. Uh, yeah, even if you're slower. What if you're like a four-hour runner? No, you still uh, still carry on with that. And I think a lot of people, whether you're doing a run walk or uh, a run, you, you need to do plenty of pace at your Ironman pace during that long run. So if that means slowing down a bit, that's fine. If that means speeding up a bit, um, say for you and I, we probably need to speed those, start speeding those long runs up a bit now. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that duration's good. Two to two and a half hours. I'd say doing. Um, a couple of three-hour runs is what you need, but you don't need to be doing that every week. Uh, and you also need to be careful about doing them too close to your race. So I'd say your final three-hour run um, should be around about four weeks out and then probably drop down to about two hours 20 for the next week uh, and then probably down to two hours and then the week before the race probably about 80 minutes or so. So that sort of progression. So I'd say yes, for the most part, two to two and a half hours, but have a couple of three-hour runs in there um, but have them a reasonable distance out from the race. And you're talking about your run-walk policy. You need to be very strict with that um, and have a pretty strong schedule that you're going to stick to, either like nine minutes running, one minute walking, eight minutes running, two minutes walking. So in a run, say race day, say, you, say you're fading big time and, and like you, you know, maybe 10, 15k to go, you're best to, like, let's say you just, you know, you either walk or you're, you're living on the edge. Can you make the walking distance longer? Uh, or do you think it's best to still try to stick to? I'd say generally, if, you, if, you, if you're blowing, um, if you're bonking, <coughs> you just need to spend a bit of time in um, aid stations, so walking the aid stations. Stop and eat? 
Uh, you should be able to keep moving. You always want to try to keep moving. I mean, if, unless there's a bloody queue to get yeah. certain things, but you want to be getting sugar into you as quickly as you possibly can. Um, so walking the aid stations, but again, being pretty strict. If, you, if you're cramping up or something like that, then that's kind of a bit of a different issue. Yeah. You've just got to, deal, to with, deal with it the yeah. best way you can. Um, but generally, I say you want to try to keep running, and walking should be for aid stations. Okay. Nice work. And hills. And hills. Yeah. Okay. Downhill? Yeah. Uh, if, as long as you're not cramping, run down hills. Um, but it's easy speed, eh? Especially if it's a steep hill, I would strongly recommend walking and try to keep your heart rate under control. Okay. And that's even for, for, for very strong age groupers. Um, you want to keep that heart rate under control. Yeah. Okay. Love your work. Sponsors. Coffees of Hawaii. Of Hawaii. <coughs> What's the exciting news, Bevan? Oh, they got a new coffee. Are they? Oh, uh, Albert emailed me. He said, I got a new coffee, Bev. And I'm like, oh, and I was looking at his blog and he's doing a good blog because he's not putting too much information on there. Because sometimes people write blogs that are like, yeah. you know what? I love Gordo, but sometimes his blogs are way too long. Oh, yeah. yeah. I never actually read it. But yeah. <laughs> I have a quick skim every like three months. Um, so look at that. It's got like pictures of what's in. Like, look at that. Pictures are good. Pictures are good. Look at that. Picture speaks a thousand words. It does, doesn't it? So. We're just looking at thousands of words right now. Yeah. <laughs> but they've released a new coffee, and it's called the Coasted Coconut. Nice. Mm, wouldn't that be good? You tell me about the Coasted okay. Coconut, Bevan. <laughs> the Toasted Coconut. I'm Toasted Coconut. <laughs> yeah, not the Coasted. Right. But that was my fault. Premier beans from throughout Hawaii come together, captured the, capturing the essence of the island. The medium roasting releases their essence. Then our roast master adds a touch of the balanced tropical sweetness of Toasted Coconut. Decadent. Island-style toasted coconut contains no less than 10% Hawaii beans. Nice. Oh. So do you like coconut-flavoured stuff? I do, yeah. Oh, same Macintosh? The lollies? Oh, yeah, they're okay. Oh, you don't like those. Yeah. Oh. My wife made yesterday... Uh, oh, you didn't bring any in your round? Banana and coconut biscotti. Oh, do you yeah. like biscotti? Yeah, biscotti's all right. Those, those hard biscuits? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Them. No. And then when you go it's to coffee co- shops... It's got coconut in it, though. Oh, okay, that's okay. Yeah. But the problem is you go to coffee shops, they charge like three bucks, it's yeah, just a hard yeah, biscuit. That is, that is <laughs> a like, rip-off. Fuck, that for a joke? Uh, so if you want to get yourself some toasted coconut coffee, seven ounces, $6, two pounds, $24. I think Albert wants to send some over to us to give it a try. $45,000. Well, he may send... Um, Albert, why don't you send some over to um, Camp Kiakaha because we're getting some coffee over there. I'm into flavoured coffee. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. Because nice. that vanilla stuff we had on Epic Camp... Oh, I was living that up. Nice. Oh, I was getting coffee breath. Coffees of Hawaii. <laughs> How do you get rid of coffee breath? Do your teeth. Do you, do you, do you, do you every time you have a coffee? How much coffee do you drink? I drink a lot, Bevan. <laughs> I do my teeth all the time. Actually, <laughs> I probably should do six times a day. You do it, I had somebody in yesterday, um, and she also said, you know, you've got to do your teeth a lot. She said, friends, of teeth are rotting away, not from coffee, but from energy drinks. So, yep. tip of the day. Do your teeth after long training sessions? Yeah, and I think the other thing is with that, it just <laughs> we're getting into tips about, but is um, don't drink energy drinks outside of training. Yeah, you know, don't try not to drink Coke and stuff when you're not training, um, mm-hmm. or at least go for the zero option, Coke Zero. Or, I've gotten to drinking Sprite Zero a little bit lately, um, just as a way. Just to, drink water. Well, that's true too, but sometimes you want a bit of fizz in your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hawaii.com for all your coffee needs. And it's uh, good old trybuys.com. So tell us about your gear you got, Bevan. Oh, okay, I'll get them. You just keep talking. I'll get my shoes. The trybuys, I think the competition that's coming up now is still running. Yes, to get hold of the Seppo Venom frame set, valued at 3400 All you got to do is sign up. Oh, you're not going to let them loose today on me, are you? Well, no, because I don't know. I'm not sure about putting the things on the bottom. Are you just going to make sure they're nicely lined up, very similar to what you had. Yeah, well, so how okay. do you figure that out? Uh, I'll show you. <laughs> okay, so we've got, I've got two pairs. 
Now, Lewis, what is it called, Lewis? Regano. Yeah, look at these pretty flash. Carbon fibre, and at the bottom, what's really cool is it got a vent, yes. so it breathes. Yeah, nice. Which is good thinking, and that's my triathlon one, see? It's nice. a quick strip, and you rip those off, and you can just... Transition, go, 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 gone. Nice. That's going to be 50 seconds here, and these are my gym ones. <clears throat> and these are that cool, like, you know, that clicky thing? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. what's really cool is you get spear clicky things. Oh, nice. I mean, where's that? Mate, you... It's no, not going to be me breaking you anymore on bloody train rides. You're uh, going to be killing me. Two carbon fibre, that's going to be, what, 20 grams? Exactly. Uh, and it's harder? Nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm a new man. It is hard. Actually, I've got to take my genius bike back to the shop today because it's getting a little bit tired. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, trybuys.com, really great service, everything. I had no problems with everything. I was really happy with it all. Great product. I'm still the, looking at his product. Oh, oh, look, I'm loving the way they've gone silver carbon. stroking. Stroking. <laughs> it's still hard. <laughs> You want to stroke my what? <laughs> <laughs> so there's, uh, there's great deals. There's still a sale on there as well. So you get on there and uh, for all your trials. John's a little bit jealous. To be free honest. shipping for any orders over 200 US anywhere in the world. Just get onto it. Athlinks.com. Athlinks.com. I was on there. I claimed my uh, latest result on there. So I'm keeping them up to date. Did you? New Plymouth one I did a few weeks ago. I've noticed that all the people doing uh, Camp Kiakaha. Yeah. No one's replied that they would be running the balls with me. So, all oh, right, <laughs> come on, team. You know, pull your socks up. It's uh, I'm not happy about it. One thing that is good, there is a few things, uh, and I thought I'd have them ready for today, but it's probably going to be next week. Um, oh, some news coming through, is there? Some, some news coming through on Athlinks. Is there exciting some, news? Some exciting developments. Really? One thing that's going to be happening is um, our blog is going to be moving over to Athlinks. Oh, is that is that uh, a go? Is this go? Or we can announce that now. It is going to happen. Um, it's just a matter of when it when it happens. I love it when sometimes they get races Why on there. Why did you do that? When did you, oh, that's not your results. That's somebody else's. Yeah, but I'm kind of loving it because it looks kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. We've got quite a few... Uh, I mean, what we're loving is that on our group community page, people are actually going on there and joining up. We've got quite a few people join up yeah. there. Now we just need to start making a few comments. We need to... Both of us need to get off our asses and get Oh, no, John. No, I do. <laughs> actually. <laughs> Back it up, John. I One of on these there. kids is doing his own thing. <laughs> Look at this. Who's that? Bevan James Isles. John Newsom. Yeah. Where's John Newsom? John Newsom. Bevan James Isles. Bevan James Isles. Bevan James Isles. <laughs> John Newsom. No, John. Got old Andrew Kerr. Nice work. John Hancock. I've been looking for that magazine everywhere. Some of us don't get the luxury of taking flights to see it. Oh, it's a silly picture of Bevan. Oh, he's he put it on here. I haven't seen that. Oh, wait a second. Here we go. Oh, this is beautiful. So if, if you want to see me being a supermodel, oh, okay. If you want to see me be a supermodel, go on to our. Uh, what is it? It's our page? It's our, oh, our, our sort of company page. Our company page. We were both uh, directors or whatever. Yeah, directors of our company. <laughs> That's kind of cool, doesn't it? Directors of our company. And you can see a picture of me being a supermodel on flinks.com. Here we go, John. I'm pulling it up. Let's see what it looks like. Here we go. I want to be a supermodel. Come on, man. Here we go. Oh, look at that. Jeez, I'm so serious, aren't I? Look at him. He's up and he's just he's a thinker, that guy. He's, he's a thinker. So I'm on the plane flying back from Auckland the other day. And I'm and people tapping you on the shoulder going, is that you? No, because I've been in it before. And one time I was on it before and I knew the bloody um, attendant, flight attendant, yeah. and they announced over the loudspeaker. I felt like a right <laughs> dork that day. But you open up and you, you know, you're curious to see because, you know, you're just a bit eager here. And so you open up, but then you're really embarrassed. And so you quickly go past the page because you're on the person next to you. So there you go. That's beautiful. She was, she was a good girl too. Yeah, Luna, Luna, her name was. Luna, she was from Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Good old John Hancock. What should should I put on here? What should I write in the comments? Tell me something to write in the comments. I'm going to put, I'm so hot right now. Yeah. Um, Stripes are for porn stars. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go purchasing that top. Oh come on, that's pretty nice. Do you get free clothing when you do these? No, because it's always next seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they never actually give anything to you, no, which kind of sucks. Third one, but uh, don't tell Gordo. But you are twins. Back it off. <laughs> like Gordo. <laughs> okay. So, so athlinks.com, get up, get all your race results up there. Start uh, communicating with the Ironman Talk community, and uh, and I'll get on there a bit as well. And what's really cool, people have actually put all our promotional videos on there when we did that. No, that thing. was Troy that did all that. Yeah, good Troy. Troy is Mr. Athlinks. Yeah, good old Troy. He's a good man. We've got 140 friends, so we want a few more. So yeah. come here, friend, because we're lonely. <laughs> we're lonely athletes. <laughs> Right, John. Uh, sponsors for this week. Camp Kirkar, one or two. We've been one saying one or two for ages. Yeah, we haven't had any more sign-ups lately, so one or two spots left there. <laughs> Bye, jerseys. Uh, the things that are happening on Camp Kirkar, the sponsors, we're going to have... Uh, Blue 70. Blue 70. So you're going to talk chance, about Helix still? Uh, yep. You're going to the chance to win a Blue 70 wetsuit. Also going to be some sponsors' uh, goodies there. Yep. Um, we Alvin Connor. Alvin Cooney, Cooney. Connor, no, it's Alvin Connor. Yeah, get it right. Uh, this is, his, his name is different. Yeah, to excuses. There's uh, going to be some cool Alvin uh, Connor little gear, gear, which is um, the sort of deodorants we talked about. The which I've, I've only just ran out of. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, it's nice. great. Last yeah. long time. Yeah, uh, that's a hint, Alvin. Getting, getting a bit of coffee from Coffees of Y, and we've got a couple of other sponsors that'll be coming on board as really? well. So, you don't tell uh, me anything. I, don't. <laughs> you know, I just kind of get to the show and oh, you by the way we're doing this. So those are yeah, you, know, you get to. Meet some cool people and get some cool stuff. Um, bike jerseys. If you want yeah, to get bike jerseys. Well, you know what? We've been getting lots of... We just you guys are great sending us emails telling us how you love the show. We've got that great email from... I can't remember his name. It's uh, I'll, I'll mention it next week because it's a beautiful email. Amazon. If you want to buy anything from Amazon, go through our store. Basically, you go onto imantalk.com, click on the store page at the top. It takes you to Amazon. Now, we've got products there that we think are applicable to you guys, but... Uh, if you search, just go into search here, it will take you to the main Amazon page. Now, if you buy anything from there, then we get a little bit of commission. It's not a huge amount, but every little bit counts. I think I'm actually releasing a new podcast, John. Oh, it's becoming news to the world now, is it? Yeah, I've done four or five shows. It's called uh, Forever Fitness, and it's a, it's not really so much for you guys, because you guys are obviously hardcore fitness people, but it's really targeted at um, you know the general population who aren't really that fit, and it's with a guy called Ish Shane, and... Uh, he's one of the What's world's... What's his name? Ishane. Ishane. Yeah, it's spelled really... It's, his name's Ishmael. Ishmael. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, and then his Is last name's Shane. No, no, no. I'll show okay. you a picture of him. He doesn't look Indian at all. And, uh... Wait a second. Ish and Bevan. Oops. Um, and the website's called ishandbevan.com. Um, what I'd love you guys to do, because it's actually good for us on um, iTunes if we get lots of subscribers quickly, because then we get noticed. <laughs> so, so, so I'm basically trying to get some marketing here. If you could go on to our website, www.imantalk.com, I've put a bit of a link there this week. Um, if you could just maybe click on that and then go to the iTunes link and subscribe. You don't have to necessarily listen to it. You could go listen, you might like it. But um, it's really it's it's really just about general population, how to improve their fitness. And uh, if you could do that, that'd be really cool because then the iTunes will notice us and they maybe even give us some free promotion, nice. uh, which would be really great. And maybe even go write a comment about how great it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to change the world in many ways. Uh, and lastly, our wiki page. I haven't been to that for a while. Is there anything happening there? Yeah, but we still need more people to... To contribute, okay. so or just to confirm it. So, uh, see there he is. There's Ish. He doesn't look Indian, does he? Doesn't look too Indian to me. Do you like my new website? Don't forget, oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Pretty happy with it, to be honest. Nice. So that's and if you want to know the website, it's called ishandbevan.com, and it's I S H and the word and bevan.com. Nice. So there you go. Forever Fitness. Hmm. You'll be doing for fitness forever, won't you? I will be doing fitness forever. Well, that's what this is about. It's like you know, what is it that the people who do fitness forever? What is it that they have? You know, and then because the rest you of us, you're on the show and interview me. Well, maybe I could, because <laughs> the coach perspective, we will, John. 
You can be a superstar and you can promote Iron Man Talk. I could. <laughs> listening to this podcast. Uh, anyway, what have you been up to, John? Oh, wait a second. Okay, tell me about what you've been up to. I, I, yeah, I had, um, last week I went out for a run, the Mr. Blue 70 from up north came down and uh, we went out for a two-hour run. He Did you smack him? Um, we kept it at an honest pace and yeah. I think we were, he was suitably sore at the end. Great. Um, so I've got a new Blue 70 Helix, which I'm quite excited about. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for a run, get a Helix trigger. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, it's looking good. I haven't been for a swim in it yet because we can't open water swim, but I'll be wearing it a few times in the open water. And another advantage of coming on Camp Kia car, you get to see new Blue 70 Helix. So. Well, because John the, will be wearing the, it. The changes <laughs> with it is uh, it, it looks marginally different because... Um, got a bit of orange in there, haven't got it? Got a bit of orange in there and there's a few little padding things going on there as well. Um, but it's quite a bit thinner through the shoulders. Um, so also more flexibility. More flexibility, but it's a little less... Um, Restrictive? Durable. So oh. you know, they're saying that you've got to be really careful with it because it's so thin through the shoulders. If you start really ripping it on and it's quite easy to put your, your fingers through it, um, yep. so the thinness does create a durability issue. But from what everybody's been saying, the, flexi- the improvements in flexibility are fantastic. So oh, that's interesting. That was pretty cool to get that. And um, we also talked quite a bit about the point zero threes and how that's all coming into swimming and how FINA have kind of got their head in the sand a bit, and they're saying, oh, we don't think that, you know, any of these suits are making any differences to times. It's really? like, man, what planet are you on? And he also shed a bit of light on... Share the light, John. Uh, on a few comments that I had. I was saying, well, is it going to be a case you get ITU athletes um, racing in them and sort of just wearing them on the bike and then ripping them off um, for the run? So the ruling when it's an ITU... Um, well, just keeping them on and you just literally ripping them yeah, off. Yeah, so when you're in the tr- second transition, you rip it off. So you wear it from the swim to get the advantage. You know what would be really cool? Yeah. they did like Hulk Hogan rip-offs. You know, that like you literally just ripped it. That <laughs> <laughs> would be cool, eh? Because they're pretty quick, eh? You yeah. just have a little slight tear there, you get into transition, rip it and run. Actually, the funny you say that, Steve Gurney had, used to have pants like that. That He had bike pants like that. Oh, really? Um, so he'd wear them on the first bike and they'd be Velcroed down both sides. And he'd just rip them off. And so he'd just rip them off. Yeah. Hey, we're innovators. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be bloody sensational. You can have like competition who does the best rip-off. What's <laughs> 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 the day? He was saying in ITU races, the ruling is, because I said, well, what's the deal with, with um, these point zero threes and, and different sort of swim, not non-wetsuit type things? And he said, well, ITU, you're not allowed to wear anything in a non-wetsuit race that you'll discard later in the race. So what you start the race you in, have to the wear swim, the whole race. you have to wear for the whole race. So okay. that's why you can't have it there, which is completely different to, say, Kona, yep. where you, you, know, you can wear it and then you take it off. So um, it'd be great to see the guys in Kona actually having a ruling like that, and that would overcome Wait a second, you've confused me there. So in ITU... Yep. You're not allowed to what? It was say for example, ITU. You'd be wearing your race kit. Yep. And you put your blue seventy on over the top. Okay. So you after the swim, that. after the swim, you can't take anything okay. off, and okay. then um, and then have sunk underneath. So okay. you, you could wear the blue the point zero three, but you'd have to run in it as well. Yep. Um, whereas at Kona, you can wear the point zero three. You can wear whatever you want underneath. You rip it off after the swim. So I think that'd be a great rule for WTC to bring in. Um, and that would create to remove a bit of that confusion. Mm, um, mm. So except that would affect. But as you're saying with the guys in the ITU, they wouldn't in a non-wetsuit race they wouldn't wear a point zero three because they have to take it off. Eh? But the it, time, it, the it, time it, taking it, it off would. Yeah, for, for the slightly weaker swimmer, it might just be off the back of the pack, um, and it might make ten seconds difference of fifteen hundred meters. Yeah. It would be worthwhile wearing. And he could do the rip off. He could. Well, he can't now, but he could. Yeah, but I mean, the Hulk Hogan exactly. rip off. We're, we're getting confused. We're confusing ourselves now. Uh, <laughs> it's so that, pretty so hard cool. to do. <laughs> What else did I do last week? Um, training starting to go quite well, quite yeah. happy. Had yeah. an easier week last week. Nice. Feeling like I'm actually... Getting fitter. 
my, my feeling like I'm actually riding my bike now as opposed to before I was um, just trying to get over bloody hills and I'm actually riding up hills so that's okay. cool um, better late than never uh, and so it's not that late you got plenty of time yeah but it was a bit of a shame during the New Zealand races where oh, I was getting okay. my ass kicked badly yeah. uh, other than that we're on much for this much week. Else. This week, uh, back into a bit of training, and I had striding on clinic on Saturday. Oh, that went well. It did. It was thankfully the weather sort of just held off, so it was okay. It was pretty cool. How long does it go for? Three hours. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so that was about all what I did. You? Okay. No. You can go. Yeah. That was about it. Nothing for this week. Mm, no, don't think so. Hmm. I became an uncle again yesterday. Oh, Uncle John. Uncle John. Good old Uncle John Newsom. Yeah. Got another Newsom. Male, so they've all been females apart from we've we've been the only one to produce a star, oh. a star, a star, a star. I don't know, star? yeah, a boy, a boy. <laughs> um, all the others have been girls, so we've got another another boy in the in the family. Oh. Far now. Oh, there you go, Uncle John. Are you a good uncle? I'm a great uncle. Really? Yeah. Why? Send them fifty cents for the birthdays, you know. <laughs> No. A postcard. Yeah. What about you, Bevan? Exciting times in Bevan's. Well, world. I went up to Auckland for the weekend. That was pretty cool. I had to do some uh, training modules up there, teach people how to be instructors and stuff. And I did, you know, if you're ever in Auckland, in Auckland, imagine as a city could be hard to train in. Although I don't really know it well enough, uh, you probably need to get to the outskirts. But if you can run along that waterfront, it's a beautiful. Way. They've got this run basically from the centre of the city right out. You, I went down towards St Helier, I think it is. And yeah, where my man used to be. Oh, really? St Helier's. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, I did my two-hour run, so I ran. Ran an hour out, out back, and it's just a beautiful run. You're along the waterfront the whole time. It's and there's always people exercising, which I always enjoy when you're actually around active people. What was really interesting was noticing how many people were doing ocean swim. Oh, that's always been huge. No, no, not the race. Just oh. like like I went on Saturday morning. I left at seven, and it was just you know people out swimming in the that's ocean. That's because it, it's warmer. it was on the weekend. Oh, like so the, the actual practicing. harbour uh, crossing was on at the weekend. Okay. And that's another point, actually, um, to bring up maybe a future show. So, uh, and somebody else, a uh, person died in it again, second yes, year in a row. There. And it's, um, where does the responsibility lie? And should there be anything you've got a criteria you've got to meet before you do them? Or? Yeah, but also, is it one of those freak things that, you know... Well, mm. it's happening more and more. Um, it's tough, isn't We've it? announced, you know, several people die in, in Ironman races, second year in a row for the ocean swim where somebody's died. But it depends on the cause. If they have a heart attack... yeah. Like, well, it's not the you know, but as if they're knocked on the head, and like, how do you avoid that? Mm. It's a tough one. We should have a discussion on that. I'm going to uh, take my daughter to Chicago tonight. Oh right, Chicago. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> yeah. Jeez, you didn't tell me about that. Going all the way to Chicago. <laughs> so we're having a dad date because the school holidays. So we had some time to give you yesterday, and uh, we play soccer. I love playing. Like my daughter's not the most. She's not like me as in like a sports bully, but she mm. loves. She's quite competitive. So we play soccer and stuff, and she gets a bit aggressive on it. It's great, and when she loves giving me shit when she beats me, so it's all good. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to Chicago tonight, so that's pretty exciting. And then I'm off for the next three weeks. I'm off okay. to Auckland for a week, and then I come back for like two days, and we're going to ride to Ikaroa. Nice, that's right. And then uh, I go to Bali for a two-week holiday, So, which is kind of the worst time to be having a holiday for my Ironman training. But Do some good running. Yeah, I'm going to run and swim, yeah. basically, and concede that it's going to be a pretty light time. Um, but yeah, so the next few weeks for the show, it's going to be slightly different. We're, uh, we've backed up a few interviews. The show may not be as long. I'm not sure how we're going to go about it. short, actually. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. But we maybe have to do a little bit on Skype next week. Yep. And then maybe even on the weekend when I'm back, we can maybe do the intro for that next yep. week's show. So for the next three weeks, that is going to be slightly different to the normal format. But we've got um, Vicky Jones coming up. We've got Chris Gimmel and Greg, Greg Frame. Frame. And Greg yeah. Frame is... I actually saw him at the airport. Oh, did you? Well, I just saw him walk by. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a top New Zealand coach. Uh, won age group in Hawaii last year. Mm. Uh, Ex-New Zealand cyclist. Great guy. So And mm. a really good thinker, eh? Mm. When it comes to the sport. 
So it's big times ahead. Let's go, let's go open the curtains. We'll see. Oh, okay, what's gonna happen with the weather? So when do you want to ride? Yeah. How long yeah. do you, how long do you wanna leave it? Uh, what time we're gonna leave? I'm going home, getting some food and we're out there. Okay, game on tampon. Righto, let's finish the show then. What's, uh, oh yeah, one out of ten, crikey. I thought we were gonna be weak on content this week. Oh we, we can we talk we some crap. Babylon, <laughs> I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.